So we have established that for the purposes of private law, uh, all persons form the subject of this law. But then the question that we turn to now is, who are persons for purposes of private law? And the law regards any entity, right, capable of carrying certain rights and possessing certain duties um, and capacities as being persons, right? And, and I use the word entity because persons for the purposes of private law is not confined to human beings and individuals as we can perceive them to be, but rather extends beyond uh, individuals. But we will, step, we will step into that concept in a bit uh, as to who besides individuals are capable of being recognized as persons for the purposes of private law. But I first want to turn to natural persons. So the law recognizes two types of persons capable of possessing rights and duties and capacities. And the first type of persons is referred to as natural persons. And natural persons is what we conceive of as all of us living, working, breathing, attending university human beings, right? All, all of us, every single human being is considered a natural person. And because we are considered natural persons, we naturally have the ability uh, to essentially carry, be the bearer of any rights, duties, and capacities. But the important thing to note is that up until about 1834, modern sort of slavery, sorry, up until 1834, we still had uh, human slavery existing in our society. We have human slavery existing in South Africa, as you can see by the, the image of the Dutch colonialist supervising his slave that I have on the slides for you. And we see that worldwide in 1834, slavery was still running rampant, yeah? And so what slaves entailed, what a, what a slave meant, was that particular person was in, in essence stripped from the ability to possess rights and to carry duties and capacities. So that person was not recognized as a natural purpose person, excuse me, for purposes of law. So up until 1834, we in fact had individuals, we had human beings who were not considered natural persons by virtue of slavery. Now, another important thing to remember is that even though in today's day and age, we don't have the type of slavery that was being practiced in 1834, we do still have um, instances of modern day slavery that are unfolding in our society. For instance, uh, as recently as last year, we saw an article being uh, carried, and it's an article I've put up for you on the slides as well, around forced labor in, in Durban, where these begging syndicates that are linked to larger sex trafficking rings are approaching parents, and parents are essentially renting out their children and renting out their newborn babies in certain instances in order to be part of these begging rings. Um, so we see this modern-day slavery. We see it in the form of South Africa being one of the world's hotspots as far as the transporting of slaves and the uh, exporting of, sorry, transporting of sex work, um, sorry, uh, for sex workers and the human trafficking of sex slaves 
to and from South Africa and using South Africa as a as a point in transit uh, to transport sex slaves to other places in the world. Um, and we even see the practice of uh, Ukutwala, uh, the current practice at least of Ukutwala, in which we have young girls being abducted and subjected to violence and entered into and required to enter into forced marriages, uh, young rural women in particular uh, in South Africa. So we have these forced child marriages, we have these sex trafficking happening, running rampant, we have forced labor. So even though we can say that in South Africa today, all persons are recognized as legal persons, there is no longer slavery in which someone was stripped from their their rights as a natural person, but we still do see these modern day forms of slavery playing itself out.